What's going on? It's your main man, Rick the Dawn. Hey, welcome to the show. So uh, this episode here is brought to you by reallyhood.com. Go check it out. Also check out the Really Hood podcast. Now I want to quickly talk about Danny because as we know in episode 11, Danny goes home and you know, a lot of people might find this to be a very polarizing moment. Whereas some people are okay with it, some people are happy with it, some people are upset with it. And I do want to talk about it in this episode and, you know, get your feedback on it. Um, so uh, let's talk about Danny and why this question is so polarizing. Number one, he's a player who's done some things that can be considered, you know, lowbrow. Uh, one of the most outstanding things that, that come to my mind is what happened with Jamie and Jamie's back. Uh, near the beginning of the season, we didn't quite understand who Danny was as a player. And, you know, we kind of was taking everything at face value. When you look at Danny for the very first time, he's a little chubbier than he is now. Uh, we know that he has a MMA background. So we knew he was somewhat of a combat, uh, com combatant. And we knew that he was a athlete of some sort. I mean, that's about all you really knew about Danny when you first saw him. Then you see him playing the game. He's pretty nice. He's pretty cheerful. Always has a smile on his face, uh, a strong player in competitions, a strong worker at camp. So all that stuff is kind of, you know, chummy. It makes you feel pretty good. Um, however, then you start to see the more ferocious side of Danny. And that's when you start to ask yourself, hmm, uh, who is this guy? You know what I mean? So anyway, um, towards the beginning of the season, Jamie had been rumored to have found some type of advantage and Danny decided to go through her bag. And that is about where I jumped off of or jumped off of the Danny bandwagon. I was team Danny up until that moment. Oh, sorry. Up until that moment. But once I realized that he had that in his repertoire, I think I decided to jump ship and say, you know what? I can't necessarily get along with what this guy does. I mean, I understand winning at all costs. I understand outwit, outplay. I understand the game of Survivor. But, you know, I always had this like this line of delineation when it comes to going through someone's bag. That's about where I can't necessarily join you. But I've looked at the forums. I've looked online. I've seen a lot of people who uh, are not upset with that decision. And they actually support that style of gameplay because, again, this is Survivor. Um, so him going through Jamie's bag, for me, was a little uh, intrusive. And it showed that he would do just about anything to win. And, you know, I try to be. I try to be this person who says, look, I appreciate what money can do for you. I appreciate the things that money can uh, buy and provide. But there has to be a line and a, a, a line where I won't cross to accumulate a dollar. It just has to be, right? I won't sell my soul to make a couple bucks, right? And as such, when I see that people will probably do anything for money, it always gives me this, this cause for pause. But anyway, um, so there you as such, when I see that people will probably do anything for money, it always gives me this this cause for pause. But anyway, um, so there you have some of the negative aspects and also some of the things he said about people, the way that him and Brandon have this whole bromance situation happen right in front of Carolyn uh, shows that he might be a little chauvinistic. He might not really appreciate or show respect to women uh, the way that he talked about Lauren when he didn't need her. I mean, once we saw Lauren and Danny somewhat form this friendship towards the end of the game, we all felt like, well, he's only doing that because he needs her. But in the beginning, before he needed really needed Lauren, he had some some tough things to say about Lauren as well. So we saw, you know, Danny in the midst of three situations that involve women that we kind of looked at sideways. All right. So, 
you know, that's that. Now, here is the hero edit <laughs> or the hero version of what I have to say. First off, I love Danny's tenacity. Um, it's been a very long time since, we, since we've, we've had a player like Danny. Danny did something in this season that made me feel to myself or say to myself, now that's a survivor. Um, when everyone was trying to or was willing to sacrifice their game or willing to sacrifice their spot in a challenge within the game, Danny said, look, I'm not with that. I'm not with, with, with uh, you know, giving up my safety in the game for rice all right if you don't remember carson was really sick and he was really willing to do anything to get some food he was starving and jeff asked if there would be what was it four players who would sit out in order to get rice and you know danny pretty much looked at everybody as weak like hey you guys would give up your spot in this million dollar game this uh chance of a lifetime game for a small like a small prize and that is i believe where a lot of fans uh, clamp, uh, clamped on to Danny and said, hey, this guy remember, or reminds us of the yesterday of Survivor or su Survivor of yesterday when players were willing to do anything to win and they were willing to give up their safety and sleep in the rain and sleep in, uh, you know what I mean? Like th that more, that purest Survivor fan, I would imagine, latched on to Danny in that particular moment. So that there lies the question, what will his legacy be? Will he be the guy who went through everyone's bag? Or will he be the person who was a purist, who brought the, the traditional style of uh, gameplay back where he didn't need pampering? He didn't need this. He didn't need that. He would do anything to win, even going through your bag in front of everybody. He combat rolled. I mean, the guy had the best combat combat role I've ever seen. Um, he won the uh, what was it called? He, he went through whatever it took in order to get the hidden immunity idol in which he planted a fake one. And I believe it was who found the fake one. Someone remind me of that. I forget who found the fake immunity idol. Um, it's, it's, I think it was Matt B. No, yeah, it was Matt. I think it was Matt B. Yeah, Matt B is the one I believe found it. And um, and then also, you know, something that's worth mentioning, and you know, not to paint Danny as this woman hater or womanizer, or what have you, because he did something nice for one woman named Franny. All right, he played a immunity idol to save Franny. And I've, I've asked this question maybe once or twice. Was that a mistake? Uh, Danny being the purest player that we think he is or thought he was. Um, was it a smart decision to play the hidden immunity idol for Franny, who ultimately ended up going home anyway? So that was a waste. And then also he wasn't able to play that same immunity idol for his safety in episode 11. So that's all the pieces that I have for this puzzle. You put it together. What do you think? If you want to know my opinion, I think he'll be remembered for both. I think he's a little bit of both. He's the player who would do anything to win, um, even if it means do something despicable. I think he's a little bit chauvinistic. I think he's a little bit uh, negative and disrespectful. Yeah, I think all that applies. And at the same time, I think he's an awesome guy. I think he's a guy who um, is worth mentioning in the breath of some great players who didn't win. You know, that little pocket of players who didn't win, but still had tenacity, something that the purest survivor fans could latch on to. I think he's also going to, going to be remembered for that as well. So I think it's a little bit of both. What do you think? Let me know in the comment section. Now, uh, just as a very light recap, Carolyn is upset at the start of this episode at Yam Yam for obvious reasons. Yam Yam kept her out of the last vote. And I think Carolyn just had enough. I think at that particular point, she felt as if she could not trust her own friends. They did not tell her about the plans. All right. And, you know, we've all seen this happen in the game before where, you know, somebody gets blindsided. But not only does the player get blindsided, but anybody who was uh, in alliance with that particular person gets blindsided. 
And Danny says, Carolyn needs a lot of things. That was another little moment uh, because, you know, someone said, hey, Carolyn needs to kind of relax and calm down. She's a little a little excited about what happened to the last tribal council. And Danny just jumps in and says, well, Carolyn needs a lot of things. I didn't know what to make of that comment. I didn't know what it meant, but it was worth writing down because I said, you know, yeah, that, that probably won't go over well with a lot of people. Anyway, Danny freaks out over one vote. Heidi puts a vote onto Danny. This was a very interesting part of this particular episode. We know that Heidi... Uh, placed a, a vote on Danny and Danny freaked out. He was wondering who could have done this. And, you know, it turns out that it was, it was his ride or die friend. It was Heidi. No, no one thought that Heidi would have done that. I didn't even know she did it. I didn't watch and see who voted for who. Um, so along with Danny, I was surprised when I find out that Heidi was the one who did it. Now, some of the other players in the game start to kind of steer Danny towards the answer. Like, hey, Danny, just so you know, it was your, it was your main, your number one, your number one girl. It was for, uh, Heidi. All right. And he could not believe it. So he goes to Heidi, asks her, hey, did you actually plant that vote? And because he doesn't believe it, it's even possible. She's able to kind of, you know, convince him and say, hey, no, I, I would never do anything like that. And Danny says, you know what? I don't think you would, would do anything like that either. I think it was. Guess what? Yam, yam. All right. So that happens. Yam, yam. Ask Carolyn if she has the idol. This was a crazy moment for me because um, yam, yam. Though a lot of people might say he's not playing the best game, he's a sleeper, he's a coat rider, what have you. Uh, all these things might be possible, but I would argue that you know the opposite is true. I think Yam Yam is proving to be a really good player because he's outlasted Danny, regardless of how he's done it, he's done it. And at one point in the episode, he asks Carolyn, Hey, do you have the idol? I thought it was very snaky. I thought it was a very snaky thing to do. I think players still view Carolyn as a dumb player that they can just pretty much, you know, twirl around their finger without the understanding that Carolyn is incredibly intelligent, right? So he just acts it straight up. It's almost like going to a child, like, hey, so did you steal that out the box? Just because you think they're so childlike and so, you know, ridiculously, uh, you know, not smart enough to realize you're trying to gather, you know, gather some information from them. Anyway, Tika realizes that they have all their people. So this was a really awesome point in this episode where Tika, who has three players left, Yam Yam, Carolyn, and Carson, they all realize that, hey, we've done a successful job with having these two factions battle each other with us as the swing votes. And now both of these sides have been depleted of their memberships. And now we have all three of our power players. That was a great moment in the game. I really liked it. Danny talks with uh, Heidi about the vote, obviously. Um, Lauren proves she's a threat, ignores Jeff's question about still being in a game. There was a really interesting and maybe cringe moment in this episode where uh, they go to the amenity challenge where they have to hold their breath while underwater. And they only have this little tiny slither of a space to breathe through uh, the tide. And that was a really awesome moment. And during that moment, you know, Jeff is doing some things like he's talking to people. And one thing he throws at Lauren that was really surprising for me is he said, hey, Lauren, are you surprised to still be in the game? Right. And Lauren kind of brushes it off and says, like, like, Jeff, I can't talk to you right now. I'm not focused on you. I'm focused on what I'm doing in the game. She was shivering. Maybe that's how she kind of covered it up. I think she was really she felt disrespected. Like, hey, why are you asking me? Am I lucky to be in the game? Or am I happy to be in the game? Or am I surprised to be in the game? You got all these other players here. Ask them that. Don't ask me that like I'm not supposed to be here. That's how I view that. Uh, but then shortly after, Lauren goes out of the game at which Jeff barks another little weird remark like, hey, Lauren is eliminated. And she did, you know, you did pretty good in the game. You struggled at or something to that effect. I forget the exact verbiage, but I was just like, wow, Jeff has it out for Lauren. I'm sorry. He doesn't like Lauren for some reason. Anyway, Yam Yam wins. And it was crazy. Yam Yam wins and everyone cheers. And it made me wonder to myself. How good is Yam Yam playing this game? 
Um, look, I don't have to tell you this. This game is very cutthroat, and uh, it's all about you know outlasting and out surviving somebody. And the last thing you expect to see is a lot of cheers break out when somebody wins because it's competitive. It's competitive. That that's the equivalent of a, a game of a sport, a sports game. And, you know, one side wins and then the other side breaks out and cheer like, hey, good job, guys. I mean, we understand sportsmanship, but this was a little more than sportsmanship. It made me feel as if Yam Yam has warmed the hearts of his competitors so much that they're blinded by his charm. That's what it came across to me. And I just thought to myself, is this guy a uh, head and shoulders favorite to win this game? Because he just won a very tough challenge. And then everyone's cheering as if. He won for the entire team. And that type of charisma is something that's very dangerous when you get to the final three, the finals, right? And, and I just I just couldn't help but notice that. And it was like, wow. This, and every time he speaks with Jeff and he's talking to Jeff about what happened in the game, he has a smile on his face, he's very charming. And everything he says, the cast members are hanging off of his lips because he's just so charming. And I just thought to myself, like, dude, this is, this is dangerous if they don't get a hand, uh, hand of this. Anyway, Danny and company aim for Carson. Once we get back to camp, that's when the game starts. And Danny does his usual bit where he's basically pointing out who's the biggest threat to his game. I'm surprised he wasn't gunning for Lauren again. I'm surprised he wasn't gunning for Carolyn again. Uh, in a very shocking way, he starts to gun for Carson. And great job, by the way, because Carson is a huge threat. And I've been saying this for weeks. How has not how, how has he not become someone that everyone's looking at? But for whatever reason, it's just not the case. All right. It's just not the case. Anyway, um, you know, Carolyn picks up on the plan. Carolyn brings news to Carson and he panics. So Carolyn somehow uses her Jedi, Jedi mind tricks to find out that everyone's gunning for Carson. And it made me wonder, like, does she have some kind of like divine ability? Because she was like dead on and she didn't like shiver or, or, or uh, second guess herself at all. She's like, they're going for Carson. And I know it. It was almost like someone came to her, you know, one of the, like, the production members, like, hey, just so you know, they're talking about getting rid of Carson. Don't tell them I told you. All right, keep filming. It felt like that almost because she was just so definitive in her answer. She didn't have any doubt about it. And it made me wonder, what was that when Franny got voted out? Because that's what the entire episode 10 was about. Franny getting voted out, voted out. And then, of course, Carolyn being upset about it. But those Jedi mind tricks didn't work for the Franny vote. But anyway, who would you vote out? Because at some point, once Danny is trying to get Carson out, everyone kind of flips and say, wait, are we doing it again? What about Danny? Let's consider Danny. So then it becomes a Carson versus Danny dilemma. And I have to ask this question. Who are you getting rid of? Are you getting rid of Carson? Are you getting rid of Danny? If you are one of the seven, the final seven, and someone comes to you and say, hey, so we're trying to get rid of Carson. We're trying to get rid of Danny. Which one are you more prone to get rid of? That's the question I want to ask you. For myself, I just feel like I have to ask this question. Okay, Danny is a, a ferocious player. You know that he is, if he has his sights on you, he's going to take the shot and he's going to keep taking the shot until you're out of the game. Uh, as far as Carson, you know, he's going to do all the work underneath the surface. And also he's going to be a huge threat in terms of the challenges. And because of that, I think I would have to uh, vote to uh, remove Carson from the game because Carson has the potential to win all puzzle games. And he's super smart and super likable. Whereas Danny, you know, you can see him coming. He can't hide underneath the bushes because he's too big. And, you know, he, he's, he's coming like a lion, stalking his prey. And you can see all the movement because he's just so loud. He's not very strategic in my personal opinion. But he's but he's done, he's done, he's done well for himself. But I don't know if he's that strategic. I don't think he's more strategic than, say, a Carson. 
Okay. Anyway, Carolyn tells Carson she found the idol. What did you think about that moment? I felt like that was a huge mistake. I've always said this. When you win a idol or you win anything in these games, keep it to yourself. That's this game, Big Brother. Any game that's uh, strategy-based, anything you win should be kept under wraps. And immediately, almost like clockwork, uh, you know, Carolyn decides to divulge the information to Carson. I just thought it was the weirdest decision. I'm like, hey, how do you go from playing such a, a well-timed game and doing everything just about right to now you're letting people know you have advantages? Man, that was just a weird decision for me. Anyway, Carolyn gets mad at Jeff. We finally get to tribal council, and it was a really, really awesome moment to see somebody really snap at Jeff because, um, you know, she's pretty much going off at everybody at this point. And, you know, Jeff kind of chimes in and said, hey, so Carolyn, maybe if you have some sleep, you know, you are you have you have been out here in, in, in the forest for a long time. And maybe you're just kind of stressed out from the rest that you're not getting. And the look that she gives Jeff is priceless because she's like, how dare you tell me I need some sleep? How? Because that implies that you think I'm wrong, Jeff. Am I wrong? Am I am I the only one that's and really she was right? Like what she was arguing about. I can see the perspective of what she was trying to get at. And she just wasn't having no for an answer. She just wasn't having it. And even from Jeff, she wasn't having it. I thought that was awesome. Anyway, Carolyn takes forever to cast a vote. This was awesome to see. And um, it, as you may or may not know, uh, Carolyn is, you know, someone who has full, what's up, Daniel? Daniel's in the house. What's up, Dick? Uh, but yeah, Carolyn is, uh, and, uh, you see, that Daniel is one of my friends on YouTube. You know, thank you for supporting him, man. I appreciate you, bro. But yeah, um, so Carolyn, realizes that she might need to play her idol to save Carson. So after she tells Carson that she has the idol, you know, she decides to play it for him, right? We find it out later, of course. Um, So yeah, she takes a long time to cast her vote. And she's doing the numbers like, oh, if this person votes for this, this person votes for that. And if this person does this, she's like math, she's like breaking it down in the most amazing way possible. I've never seen somebody crunch the numbers like that at the, at the voting station. I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, she does that. And, you know, she comes out and everybody's like, finally. And she was the last vote, by the way. So when Jeff says, does anybody want to play Idol? She comes out and say, hey, I want to play my Idol for, uh, for Carson. And the question I want to ask everyone right now, let's get it out the way. Was that the right move? Because, you know, she may need that very Idol to protect herself. We think, I, I would say, I think that Carolyn is someone who may win this game. I did not see that. When you look at the very first episode, um, what's up, D? D is in the building. But anyway, uh, yeah, sorry, that's my man. That's my man. But no, um, can Carolyn win this game? I mean, I think that she's done enough to uh, possibly win because she's got this far. She had an idol. She just played it for Carson. And she hasn't really ruffled anybody's feathers. She's superseded every facet of her game that people had, you know, picked for her. I know when I first saw Carolyn, I had no idea she would be. Uh, you know, as strong of a force as she is. So, you know, is it possible that now, because she's done this, the strategic move, that people will start to see her as a strategic threat? I do. Anyway, Danny gets voted out, and for whatever reason, something weird happened. Um, on one of the vote vote cards, Lauren's name was placed and then scribbled out, and then Danny was placed underneath, which means that someone initially voted for Lauren scratched it out, had a second thought, and then put Danny's name down. And that is the vote that got Danny eliminated because for a while it was between Danny and Heidi. Between the two of these players, one of them was going to go home. And it came down to a basically a, 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 a single vote. And that one vote with Lauren's name crossed out ended up being Danny's name. And as a result, Danny gets voted out. 
And, you know, I had to figure out who placed that vote because I'm like, who who would do that? And why why put Lauren's name instead of Heidi's name and then crossing Heidi's name? I had a lot of questions. And I found out at the end that the player that made that vote was none other than Carolyn. Wow. So, you know, I think a lot of people start or will start to realize that Carolyn is a huge threat. Uh, and it makes me also want to ask you, how will Danny be remembered? How good was Danny? Do you think that Danny was a good player? Do you think that he was someone who, uh, you know, maybe could have won this game? Uh, you know, you know, that's what I'm saying. And Danny, uh, Daniel says, oh, I didn't know that. Correct. Um, and Daniel, just in case you didn't see, Lauren, uh, I'm sorry, Carolyn's vote is uncovered at the very end of the episode. I and mean, when most people who watch Survivor realize at the very end of the episode, they show who placed what vote. So, so we find out that Carolyn is the player who initially voted Lauren and then crossed her name out and voted for Danny. Um, so that happens. And that may be what took Carolyn so long as she was casting her vote. Um, I was able to watch the previews of the next episode, episode 12. And in that episode, we find out that now everyone's gunning for Carolyn. And I knew something like that could happen because, look, she has shown herself to be a threat. You know, she's got this far. She's always playing dumb. I don't even think she's playing dumb. I think she's being herself. And people perceive it as dumb, and that's not her fault. And also, she just made this huge wild card move to save Carson. She got rid of Danny, which is a huge move. And she found an idol that no one knew she had. Dude, and she lied to Yam Yam, which is pretty interesting. That should come up. Um, yeah, so, so that's what happens. Uh, Daniel, so at the end, they show who voted for what. But, um, and by the way, everybody go check out my main man, Daniel's page. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. I'm telling you right now, amazing guy. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Daniel, all right, if that, if that makes sense. But no, um, the episode 12 recap, or I should say preview, shows us that uh, now Carolyn is a big threat. And it makes me wonder, did she make a mistake? Did she play with her heart one time? And will that one time hurt her by saving Carson when she will probably need it for episode 12? All right. So those are my questions. That is my reaction. And of course, that is my review or recap. What do you think about what happened this episode? I'll be glad to hear about it. Please let me know in the comment section, like the video, and I'll see you on the next one, y'all. Peace. And stay safe, because it's crazy out there.